The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those who can never know enough about history. I'm Gabe Lusier, and today we're looking at the time when early computer scientists encountered an unusual problem with their hardware. The day was September 9th, 1947. A team of engineers at Harvard University reported the earliest known computer bug. Today, debugging computer systems and software is a routine step in computer programming and software development. It's a way to find and resolve potential errors or bugs in software code so that the program or system is able to operate correctly. However, the computer bug reported at Harvard wasn't a bad line of code or a machine defect. It was an actual insect. A brown house moth, to be precise. In 1945, the U.S. Navy contracted Harvard engineers to build and test an early electromechanical computer. The device was called the Aiken Relay Calculator, also known as the Harvard Mark II, and it was designed to make ballistic calculations. The machine was completed in 1947, and the test phase went smoothly at first. However, in early September, the team noticed the machine had started registering consistent errors. 
On September 9th, they opened the computer's hardware to try and find the source of the problem. That's when they saw it. Squashed between two points in relay number 70 of panel F was a small, dead moth. It had somehow gotten trapped inside the Mark II, and once it had ceased to move, the weight of its body disrupted the electronics and caused the computer to malfunction. The team literally had to debug the machine to fix it, and the irony of the moment wasn't lost on them. Instead of discarding the pesky moth, the team preserved it, taping it inside the Mark II's logbook. Among the team's members was skilled mathematician and computer language pioneer Grace Murray Hopper. She had graduated from Yale University with a PhD in mathematics in 1934 and later became a professor of the subject at Vassar College. She then joined the Naval Reserves during World War II and began working with very early computers at Harvard in 1944. Dr. Hopper was considered one of the top minds in her field, with one of her greatest claims to fame being the creation of the first English-language data processing compiler. That program was able to translate computer code written in one programming language into another language, such as machine code. That breakthrough allowed a programmer to write code using English commands, making the process faster, easier, and less prone to error. The discovery of the world's first computer bug took place about five years before Hopper finished her compiler. She wasn't one of the technical crew that found and removed the dead moth, but she is believed to be the one who taped it inside the logbook. Alongside the moth, Hopper recorded the time of day, 3.45 p.m., and the location of the bug, Relay 70 of Panel F. She also included a tongue-in-cheek note that made the incident famous. It said, quote, First actual case of bug being found. Many sources have claimed that Grace Hopper actually invented the term computer bug with that entry. However, the note itself seems to suggest otherwise. After all, her corny joke about it being the first actual case of a bug doesn't make much sense if the term wasn't already in common use. In reality, American inventors and engineers have been referring to small mechanical flaws as bugs for more than a century and a half. One of the earliest recorded uses of the term comes from none other than Thomas Edison. In November of 1878, he used the phrase in a letter to Hungarian inventor Theodore Puskas when describing an issue with his latest version of the phonograph. Edison wrote, quote, I have the right principle and am on the right track, but time, hard work, and some good luck are necessary too. It has been just so in all of my inventions. The first step is an intuition and comes with a burst. Then difficulties arise, this thing gives out, and then that. Bugs, as such little faults and difficulties are called, show themselves, and months of intense watching, study, and labor are requisite before commercial success or failure is certainly reached. No one knows who originally coined the term bug, but Edison was certainly the one to popularize it in relation to machinery or electronics. Late 19th century newspapers sometimes referred to his use of the expression, and by 1934, it had become so commonplace that Webster's New International Dictionary added a third definition for the noun bug, a defect in an apparatus or its operation. 
So Dr. Hopper and the rest of the team at Harvard didn't invent the term. But since their work occurred in the very early days of computers, they were likely the first to apply it to that kind of machine. As a result of their little joke, the words bug and debug soon became common lingo among computer programmers, just as they had been among their 19th century predecessors. In recognition of the first bug found in a computer, September 9th is now celebrated around the world as Tester's Day. And as for the infamous bug itself, it's still attached to page 92 of the Harvard Mark II logbook and is now part of the permanent collection at the Smithsonian's Museum of American History in Washington, D.C. Go check it out for yourself. Today's story is an interesting intersection between etymology, the study of the origin of words and their meanings, and entomology, the study of insects. So before we go, I want to share a fact that scholars of both fields will appreciate. Even though the moth found in the Mark II was labeled the first computer bug, biologically speaking, it wasn't a bug at all. That's because, contrary to popular belief, bugs and insects aren't the same thing. Bugs are a specific type of insect, set apart by key biological differences. Bugs, for example, have three life stages, while most other insects have four. By this measure, aphids, cicadas, stink bugs, bed bugs, and water bugs are all true bugs. But flies, bees, beetles, butterflies, and yes, moths, all belong to different orders and are only classified as insects, not bugs. So yeah, for all you purists out there, the Harvard moth was actually the world's first computer insect. But come on, that's not nearly as catchy. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust 
into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.